This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful-looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. New York City is a massive out-of-home media environment, but much of the attention gets directed to the giant LED boards in Times Square, when there are all kinds of other interesting and high-opportunity environments that also generate a lot of eyeballs, like the ferries across the Hudson River. Outdoor Solutions Group has many, many years under its belt doing static advertising on the ferries that take commuters back and forth from New Jersey, from wraps on boats and shuttle buses to ad posters and big banners in the ferry terminals. The company had been slow walking its digital plans for a variety of reasons, but when COVID hit, it decided it was time to start converting some of that printed stock to digital. Part of that was triggered by the simple observation that as the economy and riders started coming back from lockdowns, digital interest and buys were coming back faster. I spoke with Rosemary Valenti, who has spent a long career in New York out-of-home media circles and fully took over the business when her husband died a few years ago after a long scrap with cancer. She now has a son helping her out and partnerships with established digital companies like Broadsign, Pearl Media, and TSI Touch. In this podcast, we get into why Valenti's firm took the digital plunge, its challenges and benefits, and her plans to convert more of the print positions to quickly refreshed digital displays. I'm Rosemary Valenti. I'm the CEO of Outdoor Solutions Group in New York. And um, I've been in this out-of-home world for a very long time. Um, Started this company with my husband, Mark Valenti, in 1996. Um, When we were both in that out-of-home world prior to that, we were in companies that are now considered out-front media. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, your son's still involved in the business, right? Yes. Actually, Matthew was an infant when I started OSG. And then by the time he was 15, um, we had him, you know, uh, as a courier almost going and dropping (laughs) off. um, (laughs) That's how he earned his allowance? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did some inside of the ferry postings and he was an intern. You know, he was great. He learned a lot of the business and um, now he's vice president of Outdoor Solutions Group. Nice. And you run it on your, I, I, my understanding is you, you lost your husband? Yes. In, in uh, 2018, we unfortunately lost Mark to cancer. Oh, geez. Um, so uh, it's been, I took over the helm, but Mark and I did do this for years. I had a backseat for a while when, and he was more in the forefront when the kids were little. And then um, I would say 10 years I was president and he was like, just, um, he, we were just t- in tandem running it pretty much. And then, um, and then when he got sick, we, we needed a little help. And, and then, um, after that, I kind of just, uh, started to run it. And then Matthew had some experience at Clear Channel Outdoor for a little bit and then came in and joined forces with me. And, um, 
is instrumental in everything that we do together. He's he's great. Um, oh, good. Yeah, it's nice to have him involved, I guess. Yeah, I mean, even my my other son has posted things. It was a family affair for a while. Um, <laughs> that's not his. My other son's career, Christopher. That's not his career path. Uh, but he, you know, it, we we did we do all participate in this. And it's, so your your environment is uh, transit, and particularly uh, the the ferries uh, along the New York waterways. Correct. Yes, New York waterway ferries are our business partner and um and they specialize in ferrying people from new jersey waterfront properties or new jersey over to manhattan and then we have locations in midtown and brookfield place um and uh it was it was static for a long time and then we decided to introduce the digital which uh we needed to do but we you know especially uh after covid we we got shut down for a little while in covid yeah. And had to rebuild it from the ground up, basically. Uh, so we, we had a lot of entertainment, a lot of Broadway. So we lost everything. And, and also New York Waterway had only essential service for a few months. And so they were shut down. And so we slowly have come back just like many um, transit systems. But in New York, we were hit hard. So it took yeah. us a long time to get this back up. And we're there now. But as we were, we took a hard look at the company and we saw digital coming back faster and bouncing back faster than uh, any kind of traditional transit. So we implemented converting some of our traditional, basically, if you want to call them street furniture, but our dioramas that were six foot by four foot, that's what we pulled out in some of the terminals and we put in 75 inch Samsung QMRs. Um, hmm. which, you know, really is helpful to have, you know, you can send creative right from the office desk. Yeah, really. So why do you think digital was coming back faster than static? I think people wanted maybe cancellation clauses. There was less uh, production fees. Um, you know, you could easily take something in and out if, if, uh, or you can change creative. They were, you know, a lot of people were speaking to the public about um, COVID w- through out of home. And um, we didn't have that in the beginning. We didn't have that opportunity. But you, you saw advertisers um, doing, uh, you know, messaging about COVID, right? And then saying we're back and all different things. But um, we were shut down. And so mm-hmm. we, we, so when we decided, when we were coming back, we wanted to make sure we had something like that. And Waterway also wanted that they can, they have their own spot. They can talk to their customers through us, um, on the, because we, we put them inside the ferry terminals and we also put them inside the ferries themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have uh, in, in the various terminals, they're kind of like small airport terminals, right? And yes. you know, with concourses, and you've got uh, what used to be backlit uh, posters are now, or light boxes are now digital. And then you've got, I think they're portrait displays that you've got on the actual ferries? Yes, we did everything portrait display. So our. Okay. Our in-wall uh, in the ferry terminals, which is really in the waiting areas and, and um, some of the pathways that, you know, that they walk through to get, get into uh, and then to get onto the slips, we, those are portrait 75 inch. And then 
in, in one of the areas, we have like maybe a 55 inch where some of the seating um, is facing. And then when they get into the ferries, they're 43 inch and they're right at the entrance and exit door. Mm-hmm. So you come into the lower level of the ferry and that's where our screens are. Everything's portrait. We figured one piece of creative is easier. We're trying to do a two minute uninterrupted loop through the whole system. So um, an advertiser gets the entire system, which then can um, give you 90% of the ridership almost. If you think about that, they're in the ferries and the highest traffic ferries, and then they're at the terminals right now on the New Jersey side in Port Imperial, Weehawken and in Midtown and, and in these ferries, that's our phase one. We do intend on putting in some more, digital we're just um we have to do it in phases yeah well you, you, you're also still recovering from covid right not not health wise but business wise yes that's why we're doing it in phases yeah um but yeah so uh, and also the ridership is back the much of the ridership is back and mm. it's a little bit different it used to be more monday to friday now they're seeing there's as many people on a weekend and there might be a tuesday probably because of split um, work weeks. So right. they're, I think people are taking advantage of the city more because they don't have to go every day to work. So, yeah. uh, our partners, New York waterway are, they're seeing almost a steady flow, uh, back in it's just different for them, which is great. Uh-huh. Is the, is the, the ferry ridership profile a bit different from what you would see on long Island rail or particularly the subway? Definitely different than the subway. I would say it's a, it's an affluent audience. So I would say maybe more like a Metro North um, uh, that goes up to the Westchester and yeah. um, somewhat like a Long Island Railroad. Yeah, I'm just sure. I, 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 we have a very affluent and high education, um, especially there's people that live on the waterfront. So some of those waterfront areas in New Jersey have all been built up into yeah. these million dollar apartments. So um, tens of millions, you know, so it's, it's really becoming, um, uh, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful area. They have a beautiful skyline view. And then what Waterway did is, uh, once they land in Midtown, they provide a complimentary bus service to go a Midtown down 34th street, 42nd, 50th, you know, they, you, you take your route and they make it, you know, basically from home to the office, um, Mm -hmm without having to, you can circumvent subways, you can circumvent everything. It's, it's door to door. They kind of call it door to door. Um, and the, and it's complimentary bus. So those are the buses that we wrap. They have a fleet of buses along with a fleet of ferries. Mm-hmm. Um, and then downtown Brookfield place area and wall street is it, that's all, um, pedestrian. You walk to your offices from there cause it's much closer. Right. So, so they do go from, um, they don't have to take uh, mass transit, really. And I would assume that if I think about being on uh, New York subways, that uh, a great many of the ads are for English as a second language courses and career colleges and things like that. I'm guessing the uh, you're, you're getting different kinds of brands who are advertising on your screens. I would say that the subways has a mix um, of different types of advertisers, but we we're getting high end real estate. We've been getting uh, some alcohol brands. We're even getting 
Um, like recently we had a, a lovely hub spot where they wrapped a ferry and they went on to the digital and they wrapped a bus. So that's a, 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 a CRM. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, we're getting certain things like that. We, and Broadway has come back. We're getting, we have Disney's Lion King and Aladdin and we're getting more interest in, in that sector again, but you know, we had lost a lot of that. So that's coming back. And we we just got um, Fire Island's Hulu. Uh, so they did like a partial ferry wrap, but they, you know, they also got onto the digital. So, and mm-hmm. obviously it's a streaming, streaming likes digital. So that's great. Um, and they did, they had done a big uh, pride event here. Um, so we had, uh, they were sponsors of that pride event and then they were also on our ferries and the ferries were chartered to get to that pride event in governor's Island. It was called pride Island. So, um, yeah, they, there's, there's different types of advertisers that we would get, um, high end real estate that they might not get in the subways. For over a decade, ScreenFeed has been the reliable choice for beautifully designed licensed content, such as news and weather. We handle over 27 million requests a day to deliver dynamic content to 200,000 screens across the globe. Now we bring you ScreenFeed Connect, a no-code solution that makes complex content projects easy. Projects that used to take our designers and developers weeks became a to-do we could complete before lunch. The easy-to-use browser-based tool leverages pre-built data connections and ready-made widgets to give you the power to design with data. Create team member profiles, schedules, tenant directories, progress boards, featured products, or anything that leverages your data. Discover how Connect empowers you to complete projects faster at screenfeed.com. I'm guessing that uh, long before you decided to make the, start the conversion over to digital, you were getting banged on by no end of display and software companies to make that conversion quicker. What was holding you back? Uh, strategy, uh, trying to figure out exactly what there was options. Do we do a big spectacular? Do we, do we do led instead of the screens? Like, do we, so we really wanted to figure out what, where should we go? And as we looked at our own dioramas in wall, right in eye level, we said, well, it make perfect sense to update these into digital because they're sitting on you know, uh, benches next to them. They're buying tickets next to them. They're walking past. They're trying to get to the bathrooms. They're all in the area in in the ferry terminals that um, make the most sense. And um, and and we we inside the ferries, it, it was absolutely you know an easy decision there to just. Um, to put these right, right at the entry ways, ways. So you come in, you sit down and you face our screens. Right. Is um, it technically challenged, challenging to put them in something like a ferry? Cause it's, you know, it's yes, salt air I, and everything else. Yes. Actually we worked with TSI touch and they um, gave us these anti-glare screens and a protective um, protective coverings. Uh, so what we we, we need to work on a design with that. So even in the ferry terminals, they have a wall of glass that, you know, you, you're sitting in and there's a wall of glass facing the Hudson River. So we needed anti-glare. We wanted to make sure they were protected with tempered glass because people do roll their suitcases sometimes. Sure. And so we needed to get all these components, in you know, factored, like what do we need in this 
to put this in. And then TSI Touch actually supplied us with them once we told them what we were looking for. And they then they when then we had to deal with the design of our ferry terminals. So we say in Midtown there was a lot of steel. So they helped us fabricate the enclosures that kind of go with the flow and looked somewhat like the enclosures we had a more updated version of the enclosures and the same with in Port Imperial Weehawken we did like a um it's like a black covering so it looked like a giant iPhone um but we had that kind of color on the walls prior so they were instrumental in helping us with the design and they also made sure that you know the that the heat can escape there's all these elements that you have to do when you have uh to put these in then you have computers in the walls mm-hmm. and so yes and and i would say the when you talk about maybe uh not a struggle but inside the ferries we have had to get like a cradle point right because that there's no lte so you had to figure out how do we get the lte across the hudson and back every 20 yeah. minutes so, and there is electrical issues on ferries, just like in trucks, you know, you have to. Yes, they call it dirty power. Dirty power. That's exactly what they call it. Um, yeah. So, so this, we had to do like work with their electricians, marine electricians to make sure we had the right surges or something <laughs> that may deal with a, a low power instead of a, a high power. Um, so that's some stuff I didn't understand, but now I understand. Yeah. Well, the good news is. You, you you had your baptism in fire. So if you can put screens uh, with everything involved on a uh, bouncing, rollicking ferry going across the Hudson, uh, putting them in a static enclosed building like a ferry terminal should be a walk in the park. Yeah, that's why we did the ferry terminals first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, we, um, yes, we had to learn about the ferries and deal with ferry operations and you know, they, they're using these vehicles. You got to take them out of service for us to install them. So uh, it's not as easy, but they're very helpful and they, they wanted this. And so, you know, we work well together, but it's, I don't, I didn't understand a lot of um, marine things. And I, I heard terminology that I never understood, like give her a splash. <laughs> and that means a ferry going back into the water. <laughs> okay. So yeah, and then the software we used Broadsign for content, okay. yeah, and uh, and programmatic uh, because that's something that everybody's taking advantage of, and we wanted to get involved in that as well. So Broadsign, you know, educates you. They have the support staff. They teach you everything, um, and uh, they're they're fabulous to work with. So we're we're really getting dynamic advertising. I would imagine that's another baptism in fire you had if you'd been doing, uh, you know, static advertising for, you know, 20 plus years to all of a sudden wade into this uh, labyrinth, I would almost call it, of, of the programmatic world. It must have been bewildering because, I, you know, I, I kind of I try to write about it and I'm bewildered. It, it, it is. I think that's why, like, I think. Uh, my husband even was approached prior to that and didn't want to do it in the, in the beginning. He saw a lot of uh, companies like that start and then maybe fail. So we waited quite some time. And, um, but my son was at clear channel and he was selling the times square billboards and things like that. So he understood 
um, digital more than I did. So he was a great asset for that. And then we partnered with Pearl Media last year, and they also helped us. Uh, They understood this and they helped strategize uh, with us. And and, um, we ended up using uh, one of their guys uh, who branched off on his own, Daniel Odom, Oak City Integrations is his company. And he helped us with the software and guided us on all of this um, in, in the implementation of all of this. Okay. So uh, you, you do media sales through Pearl and uh, mm-hmm. you also get backed up through programmatic buys? Um, we get... we. We have a rep deal with Pearl Media, so they they help us with the advertising as well as ourselves. And um, programmatic goes through Broadsign, they, right? And, and that that makes that side very easy. Um, so yeah, we that's how we you know are getting an influx in sales between OSG's staff and then um, Pearl's sales staff. Because you are in terminals and ticketed environments uh, that people go through turnstiles or something like that, I would assume you've got a pretty reliable uh, traffic and impressions count and you, you wouldn't have to rely so much on venue analytics, right? We do. We joined Geopath and Geopath uh, rated not only our buses on the streets, but our dioramas that were existing and then our digital it was switched out to digital. So we, we worked with geopath and we have over 2 million uh, monthly impressions in our um, per advertiser. So we have a really nice, because there's a lot of signs in there. So there's 27 screens right now. That's how we launched with 27 screens. Mm -hmm. Um, So because we were rated first with geopath as static and then converted existing things, it was pretty easy for them to um, help us uh, just, you know, we explained it was 15 second, um, you know, spots within a two minute loop, and they could easily do the conversion and help us with that. Uh, All advertisers look for the for the, um, the audited. So we have we give audited, right, uh, impressions. And are you with other associations as well? We, we, we worked with for the buses, which is static, but uh, we worked with Street Metrics, and mm-hmm. they helped uh, audit those. And um, that's that's O AAA is is somebody we belong to, but but that's not really an audited. Um, right. Yeah. Just just a membership organization. Right. I mean, they had done a study once on one of our RAP ferries, which was all state. So we we've, we've seen those studies, um, but yeah, they're just they're a good source. They're a really good resource. Do you think you could have stayed uh, as just analog or now that you've gone the digital route, it makes sense? We, we knew we needed to go digital. Okay. Um, we, we knew it and we didn't want to stay. We wanted to be updated. Uh, just that my, my husband's health was a problem. And so it kind of held us back 17 months. He was sick. So it kind of held us back. Oh man. Yeah. Um, but, we, but, uh, then, you know, when COVID hit, we knew we needed to convert. And now that you've done it, uh, you, you talked about the quick turn on uh, being able to, you know, change ads and things like that. Have you have you been able to kind of assess the 
the ROI value of it? Like it, you, you've done it and it makes, now it makes sense. Yes, it, it makes sense. It's, it's, it, uh, it's happened faster than I thought. Um, some of the return on investment, which is great. So we're seeing the digital, uh, take, take off. Um, people really like it. Like I said, they can just send you a file. We can push play. We've even had, um, like the Yankees come in for like two day stints and then two day stints, like when they first, um, open season and, you know, season opening and then like a bobblehead thing. So those short term campaigns we could never have done with static. So it's, it's, uh, it, it really helps. Yeah. I, I would assume with a static thing, particularly if you're going to, you know, re- replace a bunch of light box posters with, with new print ones, you, you, that doesn't turn that quickly, does it? It's like numerous days at least. Uh, you, you mean to, con- uh, just to post or just, or, well, ju- you know, somebody says, I would like to do this and then it's, it's the creative has got to be done and then it's got to be printed. Then it's got to be sent yes. to site. Then somebody has got to sw- switch it out and everything else. It doesn't happen in half right. an hour. You need an install team. You need to print them. You, you know, your print could take a few days for a, say a, a regular diorama, which is six foot by four foot, but it could take several days to print a mm-hmm. bus or a ferry. And it could take, um, it takes, you know, over a day to, to, to wrap a bus. I mean, it takes a day to wrap a bus um, and a ferry a few days. It could be, it could be one day if it's, it's good weather, but it's sometimes the ferries you're dealing with weather conditions. Mm-hmm. But the combination, they're starting to like the combination because you get 100% share of voice with your um, static and then you get this digital where you can change creative. We've had uh, like the Cannabis Expo ran with us. They had four different creatives on the walls that were running you know, simultaneously and then they gave us some static. Uh, so the combination... You know, they knew they were always going to be there in the in the dioramas, say down in Brookfield Place, but they were part of a loop in inside the ferries. So they mm-hmm. were getting, you know, they're getting on, on wall and, and in the ferries as well as some traditional, and that combination is is really nice. There was a company that didn't last. Uh, maybe it was COVID, but I think it was more about regulations uh, that that was floating an LED display on a barge on yes. the river. I can't remember whether it's East River or the Hudson. It was on the Hudson. It got, um, they they made it illegal. I think it still may exist out in Florida or something, but- um, or Yeah, Miami. I think they're down off Miami. But it was removed because it was interrupting, um, you know, when you have a, a Hudson River view and you're one of those people at paid a lot of money up there and this light is flashing in your giant windows. Yeah. They all contacted the mayor and the governor and they, uh, they got that removed because, and the, the coast guard, you know, it, 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 I think it was to them, it was unsightly. It was very bright mm-hmm. in their, um, you know, offices. It was, you know, you could see it going up and down. Um, we, that's why ours is static, you know, it's static on the ferries. It's not, it's, it's not, something that's lit up like that um it's still a a fabulous you know 84 foot long message um Mm -hmm. on the ferries but to put the digital on the water and then flash it up into both waterfront um sides of the river when these people 
I think, you know, paying all this money to have a waterfront view. But imagine just putting your kid to sleep or something, and then you this, these lights are flashing in the window. I, I can't even imagine all the things that, that they were hearing, but they, they did force them out of, out of New York. Yeah, I, I was just curious because if you are doing static, you know, d- doing basically vehicle wraps, but on a ferry, if you could do that with LED uh, that was permanently there and just, you know, change the file, even if it wasn't flashing, it was just solid, that would be very, very efficient and maybe have an ROI down the road, but then you you, you might face the same heat. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's not something that we're interested in. Um, you, those... I would imagine some of those screens have to use generators, which could make things even louder or, you know, you're on the, you're on the waterfront, you're bumping around, but it, it probably is taxing to the, yeah. you know, think about if it's a generator that has to use gas and now you got this whole diesel fuel issue right now going mm-hmm. on with how much everything is. But um, it's, I, I think that the, it, it, it's too invasive, the digital going in, on the uh, inside the waterfronts, you know their views. I mm-hmm. think there's too many there's t- too many voices saying we don't want this. How competitive so, a media environment is it in uh, New York? I know it it has been like that for a very long time, but I'm curious because there's just so many different ways that people are and things that putting that people are putting advertising on. I would say it's very competitive because you have. You have traditional billboards going down the West Side Highway. You have, um, you know, you have all the transits. You have the subways. You have uh, buses. So we're we're all looking for each. You know, we're all fighting for the for the budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are the only ferry wrap program. Um, but there is, you know, there is digital inside of uh, some of the other ferries that run around, but we, that ride around, but we're just, um, it's it, all, all about a home in, in Manhattan is, I would say we're all competitive. We're all looking for, um, an edge. Yeah. And, and they're all coming out of COVID. This just the way you guys are as well, right? We're all coming along. I think, uh, I think we're all, we're pretty much back. Um, there's, there's, you know, we're, we're, we're one of the top markets, right? So if we're going to be anywhere, it's kind of nice to be here because we have a lot of people. But I would say that I, I'm seeing that people are contacting me daily to ask me, you know, about my, my rates and my business. So that's, that's a plus. Mm-hmm. Because we did go a while in COVID with, with, with you know, it was deafening. Are, are you looking to expand or is it more about uh, building out the digital side of uh, the portfolio you already have? We are looking to expand on the digital inside of our terminals more. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we're partnered with Pearl. So we're strategizing uh, with some, you know, if there's other opportunities. They, they have some good stuff too. So they're, they're right inside of, right or right near where we are. So it offers this great synergy. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're all, we're looking to expand. We we um, but again, we still want we still have a little bit more phase to build out just with New York Waterway. Right. Huh. All right. Well, it was a pleasure to speak with you. It was great to speak with you too. I appreciate it. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 69, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. 
You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 16.9 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 16.9 is not a press release republishing mill, like a lot of the stuff out there. If something makes it on 16.9, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 16.9 is free. Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 16.9, the blog, and the podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.